That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? And, um, well, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, that's really the main question. I, I'm doing okay, all things considered. Uh, I think, as you mentioned in our last uh, episode that was published, I had a mishap. My very long planned Slovenia trip came to an abrupt end, and I'm back in Portland and going to have knee surgery. And um, I was thinking maybe in this episode, as we talked about before we started, uh, maybe you would just kind of tell us and tell the listeners kind of what happened, because it was an abrupt end yeah. to, to a long planned <laughs> trip. I know, we talked about that trip quite a bit over the last six, seven months. From And I, it is pretty much, you know, it, it, the the example of, you know, the best laid plans mm -hmm. <laughs> of mice and men, because I, I mean, they were not the best laid plans as I owned up to, as we talked about how it took me some, I had procrastination moments getting ready for this trip and last minute, you know, anxiety and that sort of stuff. So it wasn't like I, I was a master of planning every detail out. Uh, but I did, um, I did plan a lot and think a lot, and I had it very well, uh, you know, conceptualized that I would go spend a month in Slovenia and have fun hanging out in Europe and studying the Slovene language. And um, as it turned out, I had two weeks, two and weeks and a few days, so mm -hmm. uh, two and a half weeks. Um, I was having a great time. Everything was actually turning out exactly how I imagined it, which was possibly a bad mm -hmm. sign. Because um, mm -hmm. we, we talked about that when I was in Slovenia. Things like the Airbnb that I had rented last November, you know, for a month, like hoping it wasn't going to be one of these spectacularly poorly described, you know, mm -hmm. match-up Airbnbs that turns out to be a disaster. Um, it was perfect. It was such a sweet place. And I was, I, as I mentioned in the podcast, we talked about how I was like getting, you know, all these good habits going, living in the city, but no car mm -hmm. and walking around everywhere. Uh, and it was super fun. I mean, so I highly recommend Slo Slovenia um, as a potential destination for people. Don't, you know. Uh, I don't blame Slovenia, not at all. Um, I blame Italy, because <laughs> Italy is where I had my <laughs> mishap. And uh, yeah, I had this idea to take a day trip. Um, so the first weekend that I was there, um, of my four weeks, I um, I was just exhausted from a first week of full-time studying Slovenian language and doing all these excursions with the other uh, summer school students. And I felt, you know, I, I basically slept the entire first weekend. 
And I, then I was like, next weekend, I got to get out, you know, and go do something that I can't do at home, like sleep, at, you know, mm-hmm. all weekend. And I had this bug put in my brain to go to Trieste, which is a a large port city. Um, it's in Italy. It's part of Italy now, but it used to be the port of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's at the very north end of the Adriatic Sea. And it's only an hour and a half bus ride from Ljubljana. So I thought, that's a good size, like one day trip, manageable on my own, buy the bus tickets, pack a little lunch, uh, you know, plan a few mm-hmm. tourist things to do, see, you know, ask people what I should see, got some recommendations. And it was going good. Um, so I did. So that was Saturday. It was my second Saturday. In, or Yeah, I was, had just been in Slovenia two weeks and um, took the bus that went well. And I had I took a little bus tour um, while I was there. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first thing I did. So I could, uh, you know, one of those hop on hop off type oh, yeah, yeah. deals of a bus. I, I read about that in the night before and I thought, oh, yeah, then I could get, there's a castle that's like four miles north of the main part of Trieste. And I thought, yeah, I, I want to see that castle and I'm not going to walk there. You know, initially I thought everything I do, I'll walk. But I thought, I'm, I'm going to be a total tourist and I'm going to get on one of these buses that has like, you know, a little recorded sure, tour yeah, yeah. thing in five languages. And they even give you the little dinky ear plugs for them. So... Um, anyway, the, um, the bus tour was great. I got to go to this castle, uh, it was built by the, the emperor, Austrian emperor's brother, uh, for his Belgian queen and it's beautiful. I mean, Trieste is a beautiful, spectacular location of a port, you know, and, and it was, I was having exactly the day I wasn't planning to have. Uh, I was like, oh, some history, some you know, cool stuff. And I'm in Italy. I'm going to have a coffee. I'm going to have a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, and as I got done with this tour bus thing, I was like, now I want to walk over, you know, to some things that I'd seen while I was on the bus. I'm like, I want to go to the James Joyce statue. So James Joyce lived in Trieste for like a significant period of time. And uh I want also want to go up to the castle that's in town, you know, sort of like medieval castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm looking at my iPhone and I'm, I've, you know, Apple mapped like a walk over. It's a quick walk, I think, uh, to this Ponte Rosso. And I, I'm walking on the biggest piazza there in Trieste. Uh, it's not a busy piazza, but it's very big. And, I'm just walking, nobody's around me. And um, what I I didn't see is like, like an one and a half inch like step mm. down. It wasn't like stairs. It wasn't like, right. you know, it wasn't something that my, my antenna would pick up, you know, because I've walked a lot with my iPhone looking at directions, you know, um, I don't, I think I have good instincts about <laughs> when to look and when not to look. So I was assuming I was just on this flat sidewalk, right. you know, going, um, you know, 
a few hundred feet and I'm going to turn on some other street and, and be at a place where I want, I was like, I want to have like pasta and red wine because <laughs> I'm in Italy. And then I will do one more thing and then I'll get on the bus back to the Ubiana and I'll be like a quick visit to Italy and Trieste. But I tripped. Uh, it was spectacularly bad trip. I don't, I've never, I mean, I've tripped, you know, certainly several times over the years where I've skinned my knee or, you know, I sort of hurt my wrist or something like that. Or, But this was like, I don't know how it happened because it was such a tiny step. I, but my, my body like reacted to it in some way where I, my foot must've gone turned under and oh. my knee must've crashed into the ground and my whole body wrenched around in it like a 90 degrees or something because uh, I was flat out p- parallel to this step mm. when I, you know, could open my eyes and see where what was up. And my knee was bent and it was, I was like, that knee is not good. <laughs> and, so, and I, I, here I am, like, I'm with no one. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Right. And I don't really speak Italian. I know, like, you know, a few phrases. And I, I'm suddenly saying, well, here's the flaw in that plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is, if something goes wrong, you're really, you're totally on your own in a, in a way, like you've never been on your own before. So uh, I was laying there, I don't know how long, just by myself, where I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to move at all. I don't know what's happened. And and I did remember the Italian word for help uh, came back to my memory. And I was like, aiuto, like probably whispering it. And then uh, the, uh, some people must have seen, you know, right, that you... what, what happened and that people started coming over and trying to help me, like wanting to help me stand up, which I was like, nope, nope, that's not going to happen. But they did straighten out my leg and I was realizing like that leg is never going to be bent back um and you know so there were some people who spoke a little english and they said oh we'll get the first aid people that's where i thought maybe i was like in first right, aid land right. and i just need like an ace bandage and an ice pack or something and a, and a glass of red wine and some pasta and i'll be fine but um the next thing i you know that they call they said we're going to call the police and they'll have first aid and then the police came and then they called an ambulance and then the ambulance, you know, took me to the hospital, um, you know, and I couldn't move. And then then I was in the emergency room of the this hospital in Trieste, which Ooh. I don't want to be in an emergency room in no, Portland. absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, to be in a strange city in a language, not my, not one of my good languages. And... Uh, to and not have any idea, you know, what what needed to happen or what would happen. And uh, so, yeah, so basically it's sort of typical emergency room story with the added, I don't know what anybody's talking about mm-hmm. kind of feeling, or they don't know what I'm talking about. And, I, you know, like we're understanding each other, but not 100%. Right, right. Um, so... In other words, I had like the two hours where nothing happened, but I'm just laying on a gurney uh, and there's like, 
you know, anywhere from eight to 12 other people being, you know, slotted into this room just to sit there and wait, you know, or not sit there, lay there and wait. Mm -hmm. It was just a little disconcerting. And um, I did get to see the doctor, you know, eventually, but I had, yeah, you know, it was, it wasn't good. Um, And then he, he asked me to raise my leg and I was, I was like, nope. I didn't say no. I tried. And I was like, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. that was weird. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Um, and so then he said, you know, I'm going to get the specialist. And then another doctor came eventually, and he was an orthopedic doctor. And he did, you know, various uh, stuff, checking it out and theories and, you know, drawing out some fluids and then saying, you know, I think – Time for you to go to X-ray, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so, <laughs> which I could have said to begin with at our right. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I I was a, a little appalled, but that I'm not. I mean, it was more than a little appalled, but because I couldn't do anything about anything, I just made a mental, you know, uh, commitment from the beginning not to sit there and bitch in my head about what was happening mm-hmm. because that wasn't gonna help it was definitely <laughs> gonna help and i'm certainly not gonna tweet about it either i did say uh at some point you know when i knew like i'm really not going home to to Ljubljana and um right i don't know what's happening you know i know kind of what's happening right, right i did i did say to you know folks on microdot blog and twitter hey uh trieste Visit not going as planned. Um, and I did. And, I saw that tweet, and it, I think yeah, it, yeah. I think it was very good of you to put word out there. Um, yeah, because yeah, there's well, there's people that you know in lots of different corners of the world, um, and mm-hmm. also just um, because other than that, and maybe you contacting family members, right? Nobody knew. Right, you're you're on your own, right? So, like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's good it's good to put out word like, hey, I'm in a hospital in a foreign country <laughs> that I don't know anybody yeah. here and I don't speak the language. Um, yeah, I w- just want the world not to totally forget about me. Yeah, so I'm but, glad that you uh, did that. Yeah, so that was you know basically the um, the you know the X-ray and then another. Well, go to the where I wait for the x-ray, <laughs> another long wait, then get the x-ray, then another long wait, mm-hmm. then get an ultrasound. And when they did the ultrasound, which is echographia in Italian, I was like, I, I think I know what that means. <laughs> and, uh, I, um, I thought, oh, basically, it's going to be one of those like knee, you know, knee injuries, not the bones, but the ligaments. And Mm -hmm. that makes sense because the part of my leg that hurt was not my knee cap or anything like that. It was all the muscles around it were, were exceedingly painful and bruised and swollen. So anyway, uh, that, um, then finally got to have the meeting with the orthopedic guy and he told me, here's what it is. It's at least, you know, um, partially ruptured tendon in your quadricep that, you know, has you're going to need surgery. Um, you probably want to go home for this surgery, mm-hmm. but we could do it here. And at that point, I'm like, I actually, part of me was like, 
yeah, let's just do it, you know, and get it over with. But I'm glad I resisted that urge because I didn't know. At that point, I had only been in this hospital for eight hours. Um, I continued to spend another 16 hours, you know, almost more than 24 hours mm -hmm. total there because there was nowhere for me to go um, overnight. And they said, well, we can keep you here one night because you'll need pain medication and it'll be you know, you won't have to go out and find a pharmacy in Trieste on a Sunday. When and you can't walk. They would, <laughs> when, I, when you can't walk, which nobody seemed to to be sympathetic to that aspect of it. They were like, so what are you going to do, kind of? And I'm like, well, can I get some crutches? You know, I had this idea I would crutch my way back to the bus station and get back on a bus and back to the Ubana, although... My apartment, my fantastic apartment in in Ljubljana was a basement apartment oh. with a lot of stairs going down. So there was no way I would ever go into that apartment, you know, in this condition. So I really had nowhere to go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so I did let my sister know I had the the you know the the lucky thing of this is my sister, one of my sisters, uh, Judy, she spent, she and her husband generally spend like the month of July in Sweden. They have a lot of connections there and they have a place they stay. And so uh, she and I were in the same time zone. And I, I had texted her from the ambulance, actually. I initially thought, oh, I'm not going to text anyone until I know what's going on. But then I thought, I got to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, anyway, she, the, you know, she and I got to talk. Eventually I could tell her what was happening. And I said, I, I think I'm going to get crutches. I think maybe I can get back. And I said, but my iPhone is dying because, of course, I didn't bring, in, bring any big chargers. Sure. You're only there uh, for the for, day. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I said, I'm going to turn it off. I'm in a, now on a ward with people, you know, and it's late at night. Like, I'm going to, I don't want to be on the phone uh, bothering other people. So I'm going to turn off the phone and I'll talk to you in the morning and you can, we can, you can help me figure this out. That was my idea. But by the morning, she, she said, I've already decided I'm going to fly down there. I'm going to rent a car. We're going to drive to Ljubljana. Um, and I thought, okay, that's, that's awesome that she could do that, you know, um, and she is, I mean, my sister, all my siblings, but in this case, this sister is very, very resourceful and gets stuff done. Like she is the person you want with you in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So she, uh, was working on that. And, uh, uh, Meantime, you know, and I have to thank Twitter for this, basically, is uh, my friend Oliver Breidenbach had texted me and he said, do you want me to drive down from Munich <laughs> and and drive you back? And I was like, yeah, but my sister is coming and they know each other. And so I just put them in touch. And the two of them made the plan like that he would pick the both of us up. And we would go to Ljubljana. They would pack up my stuff in my apartment, which, as we know, I packed very little. So that was mm -hmm. good. Packing light. Check mark, you know, for good decision. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> there's an advantage you don't think of. But to, to have other people pack your stuff up 
and you're not even in the room is st- weird. Stressful, stressful and weird. <laughs> and so having as little stuff that needs to be packed up makes that a lot easier. So I think in a, less than a half an hour, they had packed up all my stuff. And we then we went to a hotel because I couldn't go to the to the apartment and neither you know they needed to have a place to stay mm-hmm. too so so we went to a hotel in Ljubljana and then the next morning we woke up drove to Munich and uh, Oliver dropped us off at the airport and we stayed overnight I got to stay in the Munich airport hotel a second time uh, that was where I stayed the first night when I arrived in Europe and I think I told you about that airport. I mean, sorry about that hotel. How um, how nice it is to be able to stay like right in the airport if mm-hmm. you're, you know, if your business is very airport related, <laughs> and mine was. So I was, um, for one thing, we went. There's a clinic there at the airport um, that we went to to get um, some drugs. And some, you know, uh, I still didn't get crutches. I'm not even going to talk about the absolute lack of crutches in this story and how is that even possible um, that a person can't get crutches. But (laughs) (laughs) I have them now and I'm trying to get over that, uh, that, that whole fiasco of you must be kidding me that you can't get me crutches when I can't walk. Um, so I'm in the airport hotel and we, you know, we can get little wheelchairs at the airport and wheel around from the clinic to mm-hmm. the hotel, stay overnight, wheel back, you know, to get my flight, uh, flight thing. I had to rebook. I couldn't rebook my flight that I had already, I had to buy a new ticket, not cheap and, uh, but absolutely necessary. So it's like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I flew back on Iceland air, uh, about 12 hours, um, with my legs sort of propped up in the bulkhead seating, <laughs> which they were kind enough to give to me. Um, and got back to Portland and now that's where I am. Um, the, um, uh, it was definitely the right call. There's there's no real way I could have stayed in Europe and had major knee surgery mm-hmm. and recuperate it without like my sister doesn't live in Italy or Slovenia. She she's in right. Sweden and not for very long and the, you know, she she was awesome. Oh my god. And then my brother and my other sister picked me up at the airport and it was just I mean there is something really great about you finally get where you're going <laughs> mm-hmm. after you think I'm never going to, this is never, you know, going to happen. I don't know how to make all these details happen when I can't even walk and barely speak the language. So that is uh, basically the the story of the Trieste trip. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I would say that, um, you know, in the, in the the spirit of like getting things accomplished or getting things done um like when something like that happens it the your to-do list narrows consider like right. automatically right it's very focused right. on um 
it was really fortunate to have people in Europe that could help you also. Yes. Um, but it's, um, but I would say like congratulations on surviving that ordeal and making it back to Portland um, in, in, yeah. in one piece. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, thank you. Without and- further damage. Yes. Um, and I, you know, as I will say, like, as I was alluding to before, some of the things that I did, you know, in preparation turned out, you know, like, okay, that was smart. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like not packing too much stuff. Um, unfortunately, that, that, uh, that philosophy of I'm going to travel as light as possible, I carried over to my day trip to Trieste and, uh, I there were things I was like, you thought about bringing, you know, a, a bigger phone charger or your contact lens stuff or, you know, but you said, eh, you um, know, I'm I just... really want to go light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a, fine. That's a very good. Uh, yeah, it's hard to know exactly where to make those trade offs. And of course, had you not tripped it would have been fine so yeah that that's another question is like how how much when you're planning something how much do you take into consideration the relatively rare chance that something's going to go very wrong um Mm -hmm. as in this case as opposed to planning for the case where things don't go very wrong because it's rare but uh when things do go very wrong um, but, uh, yeah, although it was good to have the presence of mind to, to tweet and make your contacts before your phone completely died. So that was also yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I, yeah. And I did bring a charger. I just brought one that would only charge it up once and that wasn't enough for a 24 hour stay. Like I, I'm no dummy and I, I don't want no. the phone to die in at the end of the day or whatever. And I won't be able to show my bus ticket or something to get home, but I, I would have been fine, you know, with the, the charger I had if the day had gone the way I'd planned it. Mm-hmm. Or even if but. it had gone a little off, it would have been <laughs> fine. But things went yeah. went way way off, which I again I, I'm it's I'm very glad to hear you're kind of laughing about it now because yeah. you know in the moment that must have been very scary. So I'm I'm really it, glad well, it was. Yeah, I'm very glad you are home and uh, and safe and. Uh, uh, going to do your surgery in the U.S. Yes, I, I am too. Well, I know this this week's episode wasn't exactly about productivity, but it certainly <laughs> was telling a, a key part of something that happened to Gene recently. So we thought, uh, listeners, you all would be interested to know the details. Um, with that, I think that will wrap up this week's episode um, of the weekly review. Um, so now... We can all go back to getting things done or recuperating, as the coos- as the case may be. <laughs> um, um, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at theweeklyreview. And you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. Uh, it would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. 
Uh, Gene and I have talked about it, and we will accept pity ratings. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you just feel bad for what Gene went through and want to give us a five-star rating, regardless of what you think of the show, we would be willing to accept that. Um, of course, your ratings and reviews uh, help listeners find us, help us find new listeners, and we do always like to hear from you. Um, it does make us smile anytime. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things